The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I have my co-host Brandon with me, and we are joined today by Hal Wolf from Black Knife. Thank you for coming on the show. It's great to have you. Thank you, guys. I, I'm uh, glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Um, just for anyone who doesn't know the band, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you guys are and what you do? Uh, yeah, we are a metal punk uh, band based out of Lexington, Kentucky area. Uh, we started in 2016, and... Uh, we borrow from influences from uh, a lot of stuff like Sabbat, uh, Abigail, Celtic Frost, uh, Motorhead, of course, Venom, all that kind of stuff. All of our favorite stuff, uh, everything from the wild Japanese punk stuff to uh, your motor punk kind of uh, things. And we kind of just throw them all together in the blender and do do it our way. And uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, based out of Kentucky and we're here just uh, touring and playing shows and, and trying to get out there. So Awesome. So how do you guys sort of uh, form and how, how do you meet each other? Um, well, I was actually a drummer in my old bands uh, for years and years. And um, so when my old bands kind of disbanded, I've got a uh, one man black metal project as well called Glass Coffin. And mm -hmm. uh, I play everything in that. And so I was already kind of messing around with guitars and stuff like that. And uh, after about six years of no shows, and uh, stuff like that. I started this band a little later, um, um, just as a, you know, I wanted to get out there and actually kind of jam with people again. And just, uh, you know, the one man thing's cool, but like, I definitely missed that energy of jamming with someone. And, yeah. um, and I never got to play guitar and be like a front man in the band until this band. So it was kind of a, like a chance to step out and do something different. Um, so awesome. I just started jamming with some friends and uh, it started out as just jamming around and messing around. And before you knew it, we kind of threw together a demo and uh, demo went into live shows and, you know, here we are. <laughs> so That's awesome. And then I, I want to start by talking about your upcoming album, obviously. And uh, you've got a split coming up, four-way split called Faster Than the Fucking Devil. Mm -hmm. um, and you're re releasing that through Wise Blood Records, who's a label we're pretty close with on our side as well. Sean's a, an awesome dude and he does a lot for be, uh, the community. Hell yeah. Yes. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Sean, Sean is the best. And um, so, yeah, it was a really just a cool um, like lineup of like, like-minded uh, sort of bands from the, all the Midwest area, like Indiana and Kentucky area. Um, because, you know, Wraith and uh, Grave Ripper right there, like mm -hmm. one state away from us here in Kentucky. And then, uh, you know, we had the extra oddball kind of on the, the, the four-way thing, which was, um, you know, Unholy Night from Russia, which is mm -hmm. far cry from where we are, but we just really thought style-wise they lined up and we wanted another band to uh, kind of solidify that split. And, you know, I've been a big fan of their music for a long time. And so I was really excited at the chance to kind of work together with those guys. But yeah, Wise Blood and Sean, um, you know, you couldn't ask for a more dependable label or a better guy. I mean, just what a dude. I mean, he's, uh, he's awesome. And uh, I can't say enough good things about him. So... That's all. Basically, everyone who works with Sean who comes on the show says the same. And we, we had him on the show, and our experience yeah. of him was what a, what a good dude. So, yeah, we love yeah. Sean. We got to do yeah. a recap of him. Yeah, he, uh, he's really stepped up the output this year as well. He's got some amazing stuff coming out this year, and a lot of it. Yeah, I saw that too. And, and uh, I just can't say enough for like, his work ethic and stuff like that. And he's one of those people like me. I, I'm a little hyper 
organized, like to the point where like I'm annoying to people around me and I'm like, we got to do this on this day. And I've got calendars <laughs> and dry race boards and I'm fucking like, <laughs> And uh, so it was a really, it was a good breath of fresh air working with Sean on this and stuff, because he's like, if we get this into production by this day, we can have this going on by this time and boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. Like he is just a, like, on top of being a great dude to work with and a solid guy and like our true just fan of like the music and stuff. He's just like totally backs it wholeheartedly and, and is so like hyper organized that he's just great to work with, you know? So I just yeah. speak about that too, but yeah, he's, he's the best dude. That's awesome. And it's funny because you worked with another label that we're close with as well, um, which was Morbid and Miserable for your, yeah. your previous uh, full length. I came across those guys kind of on accident. We were looking for like uh, dudes to do multiple format and kind of handle, you know, as we're doing everything DIY ourselves, as you can imagine, things get pricey and it gets a little complicated with like the finances yeah. and then you're wanting to do tape and CD, but like, I definitely love doing all those uh, multiple formats with just price wise on, you know, our little tiny working class budget. Um, you know, we were definitely excited to like throw it out there to like see if some other labels wanted to help out. And uh, they stepped in and, and as I got to know those dudes again, just like Sean, you know, super on top of it, just, they run a really tight ship and really cool guys. And they didn't fuck around with promotion and stuff like that. They got it out there. It sold out really quick on like the tape end and stuff. So like mm. uh, great dudes, you know, that's awesome. And did you, you were on a compilation uh, that Snow Wolf Records put together? Mm -hmm. uh, that was yeah. uh, Satan's Wolves, right? Uh, yeah, that, they're friends of ours. It's the, the Bahargum guys. Um, they're a label from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and uh, they're homies. They, um, we got to play with Bahargum in Bowling Green, which was like super fun um, gig we got to do. And it was a uh, all Kentucky fundraiser for like the, uh, the disaster relief stuff that they were doing. And it, every band on it was like all from Kentucky. So, of course, we were super excited to, to be a part of that, you know. Yeah, I mean, Snowball's been on our radar a little bit now because uh, they got us into, uh, they put out those uh, Thumos albums and those guys absolutely, well, it's what Thumos absolutely rules. Uh, have you heard that, uh, the latest two releases of theirs? No, no, I haven't heard those. I'll have to check them out though. I'm, I'm a big fan of all the, you know, the, the Snow Wolf stuff. They usually, they've got amazing taste. <laughs> so I can't They, I'm they sure do. Yeah. I'm really a Messiah stuff too. It's uh, some of the guys behind Snow Wolf's. Well, the, one of the guys behind Snow's uh, thing, Fire Messiah, is really awesome. Like I okay. said, Bahargun and like all the guys in that band are just super cool. So I could, uh, I'm definitely into checking that out, though. It's very different it's, uh, to those bands. It's like, uh, I guess it's instrumental. It's like proggy, doom, post metal stuff, but just like the technicality is crazy. Um, the songwriting yeah. is awesome. Tons of atmosphere. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, and then you did another split recently as well, right? Um, it was with uh, Bastard Cross. Yes. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. So we, with the uncertainty of COVID and all the everything, we, we kind of already went through a lot of like guesswork. Like, should we put this out? Should we not put this out during the time we did with uh, murder season, um, which kind of came out during the height of COVID because we were kind of yeah. struggling Whole, you know, we didn't know how long COVID stuff's going to go on. And we're like, do we want to lose momentum that we're already building? Because we were trying to just keep the foot on the gas as far as building momentum with the band. And we're like, do we want to like just say fuck it and put it out now and maybe not able to play these shows for another year or two, which is kind of what we ended up doing? <laughs> or do we want to just do, you know, just wait? So we went ahead with 
that being said, we released murder season before, and then we were just kind of like, okay, 2022 goals. What do we want to have like kind of trickle out into the world? We, we decided for 2022 to just be dedicated to splits. So we did those sessions like for the four-way split and for the bastard cross thing, like kind of like, you know, goals. And so 2023, we're already kind of like thinking about, you know, we're getting that next full length going here pretty soon and really getting serious on the writing on that here pretty soon, actually. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. I was going to say, I love, I love splits. I love when bands do splits and I love EPs, you know, like, yeah. um, so I've, I've, I banged through a bunch of your stuff, like in the last few weeks and actually, well, murder season came out. Um, I found it when, um, Nicholas Turner's, uh, that, uh, slog was released on morbid and miserable. And then, um, I got it through, um, through them. And then I got like their whole discography and then I'm like, going through and then i'm just like holy shit this black knight is fucking nutty i love it yeah thanks man yeah it's uh it's pretty manic i will say that's <laughs> you know i'm not like i said guitar is my second instrument I'm, I'm more of a drummer honestly so i'm kind of like what you lack in and maybe being like technically proficient i like to make up for with just being like the songwriting to just be fucking crazy enough to be weird and different but not so unlistenable that it's just off the rails so i try to find uh, my- yeah so I hope it comes out in the music. So, you know, that's, that's the goal, you know, but yeah, but no, I love like uh, the third track that they kill at night and I'm just like, yes, yeah. <laughs> total Slayer worship a little bit. Yeah. It's so <laughs> good. You know, you can definitely hear the influences there, but yeah. And that album art is just fantastic. Like that was one of the highest like posts we ever made. Uh, the review of that mm-hmm. album. People oh, loved shit. it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that I album art. I mean, I gotta color. say, he went hard. We we contacted our buddy Eye Dust, who uh, has just been awesome for us, and uh, I, I kind of hit him with the idea of like, yeah, so it's a bloody, you know, goat looking a bloody knife outside of a church on fire. He's like, oh, that's fucking intense. And then I'm like, yeah. And then there's also like people on fire coming out of the church, and then the conversation <laughs> a little more quiet. And he's like, all right, I guess we can do that, man. And I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just we just went hard with it, and uh, it's kind of funny because. They kind of even miss they're just sort of in the background if you kind of look a little closer you're like oh shit there's people on fire running out of a church on fire there's a yeah going on with it but i like the little like the the sheen on the top of the blade or like if like yeah. it's catching the moonlight <laughs> <laughs> little little exciter worship kind of there with the artwork yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. On the night and everything. so yeah he really killed it man he's he's awesome yeah I, even like that you know the the shoulder skull patch on his leather vest like it's <laughs> Fucking it's, nice. Uh, the definition of go hard or go home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I will say, I can't divulge the cover of the new one yet, but I've already got an idea. It's going to go even harder. And I, <laughs> but trust Who me. Who decides like the uh, artwork me. when you guys do a split? What's that? Who does the artwork when you guys all do a split? Like, I'm sure you all have like an idea that you want. Do you collaborate on that together or? Um, yeah, we do. Um, so on that generally, you know, um, I've kind of left that up to the band. A lot of times they're like, yeah, dude, you, your arcs, I, I draw and, uh, you know, a bit of an artist as well. So like a lot of them all draw and stuff like that. We kind of went into the four way split with I dust that same artist in mind. Sean actually brought him up and he was like, dude, I love the way murder season looks like that cover. And I was like, yeah, man, I think it's, uh, we, I just love his art for our style and, aesthetic and everything. So it was a pretty much a round table, big yes from, 
Bone Pick Records, which is uh, Chris of Wraith's label. He's the third label on the vinyl version too. And then like us and Sean, everybody's just like, fuck yeah, dude, iDust is our guy. And then uh, Sean actually came up with Faster Than the Fucking Devil. And we loved that. <laughs> it just stuck. And I was like, oh, dude, that's cool. And uh, we pitched that kind of to uh, our artist guy, iDust. And he uh, just was like, kind of got up this old school Slayer goat, like riding the horse. And I was like, hell yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> so it just kind of fell, fell in our lap like that, you know? That's sweet. Uh, yeah, that album uh, is very on brand for like black and speed metal. It's exactly about black. Oh and yeah, dude. It, was, it was a perfect yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> the only other like direction you could go would be like lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of smoke, <laughs> <and>, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, a it's a nuclear explosion. Uh, oh yeah, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's man. He did some stuff boom. for uh, an electrocutioner from New York as well, and he did a lot of the cool lightning and the stuff. And that cover is fucking rad. I don't know if you've seen the cover of their last EP, but it's uh, like a dude out in the streets. It's so like just 80s awesome vibe and like this dude in like a jacket out in the streets with trash cans and wind blowing and just like the lightning. It's just so like, and it's just fucking awesome. What's the band name? Uh, Electrocutioner. Okay, I was going to look. Uh, from New York. Electrocutioner. Yeah, definitely check those guys out. They're friends of ours from New York and iDust did their album cover too and uh, it's, it's pretty killer. So, checking out right now. It was the 2022 EP or the 2021? Uh, probably, the, I think the 2021, like the EP they did is the one with the. the oh, like, yeah. That's cool. That's super the, old school. I love that. Like, it's got Dungeon in the title. It's the newer, I think it's got a Dungeon and it's a little different vibe. But like the first one is very like electric, the whole thing. Like it's pretty, pretty killer. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. It's very 80s. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, I saw you guys, one of your first things you ever put out was with Abigail from Japan. I mean, that's, that's a huge starting point that, that those guys are like legendary in their scene. It is a huge honor, like a huge feather in, in my cap that I can, I can say like, okay, dudes, if I die tomorrow, you know, <laughs> I did it. I split with Abigail. Cause that's, that's a legendary thing for me and a yeah. huge honor. And uh, like we, uh, I literally had my car hit in a hit and run. Oh my um, God. And I had my my insurance money that I was like, okay, I can I can get my car fixed or I can fund some some vinyl. And I literally I reached out to Yasuyuki and was like, hey man, I'm a huge like you know American fanboy geek here. Love your music. <laughs> and I'm just like, all I need from you guys, if you would be so kind as to do a split with me, is like five minutes of music, just whatever. And he was like, okay, send me something, I'll check it out. And he did, and he liked it, and he agreed. And uh, of course, I was just like. Oh, yeah fucking abigail oh my god yeah so like i immediately <laughs> fanboying out and i'm like hell yeah we're doing it and uh that's that you know money comes and goes but like when do you get to do a split with abigail like that you know so and uh so that's what we did <laughs> <laughs> we made the right choice <laughs> yeah so okay what about you influence wise uh what would you say sort of which bands most influenced you as a musician me personally, like with the huge one that I always like, you know, I came up listening to like Kiss and the Ramones, like that's where like the rock and roll and kind of like yeah. punk foundation came from at a very early age. And I was like eight years old. And then like uh, later on, you know, your Slayer, your Sepultura, like the early Sepultura, Morbid Angel, all that kind of stuff. Um, I just have like very nostalgic memories of like when I was a kid. This is way before I ever thought about playing drums or guitar. And just on the bus and I had my big fat discman that was like the size of a VCR, like in my lap. 
and like just listening to like you know beneath the remains and like all that kind of shit early slayer and uh there's nothing like it still it's still just got that energy and it's just a raw fucking pissed off just you know in my opinion it's it's duplicated all the time but never you know imitated but never duplicated you know yeah yeah i agree I, uh, I come back to it all the time still. Uh, it's never going to get old. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about it being rooted in, in nostalgia, I'm sure, too. You know, that I'm just like, that's the album that I hear that riff. And I'm like, fuck, you know, those certain, yeah. riffs, <laughs> certain albums from that certain time in your life. And, and they're just always going to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, early Sepultura, Slayer, um, you know, for rock and roll purposes, we'll say Kiss and Ramones. And, and those are probably yeah. the, the foundation. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. What about uh, like more modern bands? I actually, this is a question I've been meaning to ask people when they come on the show because I'm always curious. We always talk about the classics when people are coming up, but we never talk about yeah. more, contempor- I- more contemporary stuff. So I'd like to know is, are there any like contemporary artists like that you're listening to that, wow, that's really cool. I wish you'd do some of that ourselves. Uh- yeah, I mean, I, of course. Yeah, I'm always, I, I'm a student of music always, as geeky as that sounds and, and maybe, but like, I, yeah, I love, um, you know, of course I try, like when we do splits and stuff like that, I try to do that with bands that I re- respect and like and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So lucky enough, like Wraith, I think is one and, and they're mm-hmm. fucking awesome and they're homies. And so they're, yeah, they're, they're good, man. Um, definitely contemporary. And then, um, I was introduced to Grave Ripper, you know, through Sean and stuff early. And I was super excited to have them on the thing too. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I, I feel that we we're very lucky with those guys happen to be like our neighbors and fucking cool as shit and definitely contemporaries as far. And, um, you know, everybody on that split, just fucking awesome. Yeah. A lot of those, I, I initiated those splits because I personally hand chose those bands and reached out to them. And like with the Husk Records end of it, I funded it and everything because I believed in those bands and thought they were fucking cool. Like uh, with Bastard Cross and Ritual Moon mm-hmm. and, and all those dudes. So that, so that, those are pretty cool. Um, as far as the other modern bands and stuff, I really just like anything weird like like sleazy and fucking out of the box like i love the new spider album i think it's fucking cool um it's just really fucking weird you know just sleazy fucking metal punk cool shit uh devil master is cool yes love devil master what's that i said i love devil master oh hell yeah man they're they're amazing cool but yeah and yeah. uh you know francis he's in both of those bands i just named and he's an old friend and stuff too and they're fucking yeah um yeah, you know, just a lot of the bands we've done splits with and just anything that modern that's like kind of sleazy, weird, just out of the box, like kind of shit is uh, pretty much up my alley. Of course, Midnight, all those those kind of bands are fucking Yeah, sick. Midnight's yeah. new album's uh, probably going to end up on my uh, end of the year list for sure. Oh, it's, yeah. it's on my, it's on my, like, oh, dude, it's a good album. It's just so, just, it's dirty and raw, like good. You guys would do a show together. That'd be awesome. We have. We played with them once. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? And it, was, uh, yeah, it was a little under the radar because it was forever and ever ago. And it was like a weird between like tour show. They were coming from here to there. And somehow or another, it worked out to where my buddy Clark uh, set up a show with them uh, here in Kentucky. And then uh, he was like, well, dude, I don't know any other band around here that makes more sense opening for Midnight than you guys. And I'm like, 
well, I'm fucking totally on board. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so it just sort of worked out to where we got to play this really awesome show with midnight and we get to hang out with them and stuff. And they're just super awesome guys, man. And it's, it's Hell really yeah. cool and all their success. And then you just hang out with them and they're just like the most humble and chill guys too. So that makes it extra cool, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I think that you could, uh, what are they? They're based in the U S as well, right? Midnight. They're from uh, uh, Cl- yeah. Cleveland, I think. Right. Leave in Ohio, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would be sweet is if you guys could get like a US tour going called like Modern American th- uh, Black Thrash or something and get like Midnight, uh, Toxic Holocaust, Wraith, you guys, and Grave Ripper. I would, that would be like an absolutely monstrous Dude, tour. That would be, a, yeah. <laughs> Sign us up, man. We're down. Yeah. That would be faster <laughs> than the fucking devil. Yeah. <laughs> So outside of uh, the band and, and the music stuff, do you have any other hobbies and interests that you uh, like to dedicate your time to? Um, yeah, I, dr- I like to draw and uh, paint and stuff. I, I'm uh, just like a visual artist, and I also like any excuse to get out in nature. I usually like to hike and just go any anything outside to kind of just reset and recharge and get nice. away from people. Um, I work in a very extremely busy, like uh, my day-to-day job is like a retail uh dude or whatever and it's just like an insanely busy all the time kind of thing and then you you're just always around people at shows so i really love just going like getting out in nature hiking is a big one for me yeah uh, and you know just you know are you out. uh going you know like uh parks or are you going mountains or like riverside what do you like to hike um all of the above there kentucky we've got kind of all that stuff here so it's 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 pretty awesome for that um We've got a lot of cool hiking trails. There's a place in Berea, Kentucky called the Pinnacles. It's like four big giant kind of like mountainous, like mountaintop things. And when you get to the top, you can see like several counties from the top and Sweet. stuff like that. It's just so cool to just get away from people and, and do that kind of shit every now and then. You know? Hell yeah. So, yeah, just that kind of stuff. Painting, uh, being a recluse in a homebody outside of, the, of shows and stuff. I'm social at shows and, and when I see my friends and stuff, but I, I like that like that quiet reset time too, you know? Definitely. I, I'm the same. I, I, I don't do it as much now that I live in California because it's, it's like, it's a little harder to get to that type of scenery you want. But I used to live in New Zealand and uh, yeah. I would do like those. The, the, have you heard of the Great Walks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. did a couple of the Great Walks, like a three to four day trails where you have the, the cabins that you rent a, a bunk in type thing with a pack. Oh, that's awesome. I used to be super into that. I do miss that. Um, but I've seen pictures of Kentucky scenery. You have some stunning scenery there. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's uh, it's mountainous. It's uh, it's got a little bit of everything. You know, there's lots of lakes and forests and mountains and all that kind of stuff. And then our drummer, he lives actually in Knoxville. Um, our new drummer that we just uh, added on recently, and he met. You talk about like if you go south of Kentucky. Like I say, we have mountains, but when you go down there, it is a like insane, just mountain, mountainous, uh, smoky mountain area kind of thing going on. It's beautiful down there for sure. That's awesome. I uh, I went to Colorado for the first time. Um, I think it was two years ago. Like the mountain range there is just like it's it's. I fell in love with it like the, the second I got there. Basically, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. See, I've never been out west. That's something I, I plan to do, which we are doing with the band. Uh, uh, coming up like next year and stuff like that too but like i want to just go just like unban related 
just go and, and just see the, the rest of the countries. I'm kind of here in the Midwest. I've been all over the East and up and down the Midwest, but mm-hmm. never really out into the West as much as I'd like to. So The Southwest is one of my favorite places in the U.S. for sure. I, uh, my wife and I, during COVID, when everything was kind of shut down, did a national parks tour around the Southwest because was, everything was cheap and there was no people. So we just uh, bought a national parks pass and just went national park to park the whole way around the region. Oh, that sounds um, awesome. Yeah, I'd like to see like Yellowstone and all that kind of stuff. And just Oh, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I bet. I um I live in Connecticut and uh, when, um there's a bunch of cool little state parks. There's one called the the Devil's Hop Yard, and then there's another one called Satan's Kingdom. And they're like, uh they're pretty cool, man. Cool Satan's names. Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. The, the brewery I work oh, for cool. uh, named their uh, beers, or they make beers named after the state park. So it's cool. You're like. People are like, wait, what is this? Satan's kingdom? What the hell? What? <laughs> do a little research and you're like, oh, okay. It's <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. It's actually my new thrash band, Satan's Kingdom. They're, uh, they're on a world tour. <laughs> yeah. That's the people. But yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. I, I always love, uh, you know, getting out in nature and doing that reset. That's There's nothing better than that. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you mentioned before we uh, go on the call that you do some screen printing for the band as well. It's another interest of yours uh yeah it's a uh, it kind of fell into my lap by default uh, mostly just out of you know as we're playing shows and we're selling like every other show or so we had to make or buy more shirts and have somebody pay to do more shirts but we were like at a point where we're like okay we play a show we make a little like whatever money and then we give it to this guy to make shirts and it was just like rinse repeat the whole time to the point where i was like maybe i should just do this myself i know nothing about printing I'm in no way a screen printer guy or whatever. And I, I, I did a lot of stuff that I fucked up at first, but uh, I, yeah, I literally just kind of like looked up what I needed, watched a lot of YouTube videos and just DIY. Uh, like, and it's just, yeah, it's the true DIY. We've always been, we press our own records. We make our own shirts. We do. I mean, we just kind of like do it all. And uh, we had this weird thing for the first couple of years where labels and stuff were, for whatever reason, we're just kind of like, nah, man, thanks, but no thanks. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just put it out ourselves. And then we just got in that habit of like, we don't really need anybody. So like, we'll just keep that going. And I, of course, would appreciate a little help here and there, but we're finally at the end of the day, like, fuck it, we'll do it. We've always done it. So why not, you know? And uh, yeah, so we just do it all from the screen printing to the, the shirts, to the records, to whatever. Awesome. I love that. That's, uh, that's the whole attitude that the scene came up with originally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So, but yeah, that was a, just a weird thing that kind of started early on. And uh, I don't know, some of that just stuck that like, we're like, eh, if we want something done, we'll just do it ourselves. And it, it kind of stuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> I know Brandon has uh, some questions relating to food that he'd like to ask you, actually. Oh, sweet. What you got? Oh, um. Well, as you know, we in Kentucky, you got um, the Kentucky Derby and bourbon and all that fun stuff. And um, what's your favorite dessert between these two? Bourbon balls or derby pie? Uh, probably derby pie, I guess. I really don't eat much of either. I'm like a weird like cookie and ice cream guy. I'm like a trash dessert guy. You know what? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. 
honey buns from the gas station, like, you know, just like real trash dessert kind of guy. I like all of it. Don't knock but, a Cinnabon. What's that? <laughs> so, so don't yeah. knock the Cinnabon. Yeah, Cinnabon. I mean, why not? We'll go Derby Pie. We'll go Derby Pie on that. <laughs> um, is KFC better in Kentucky than anywhere else? <laughs> um, yes. We make it different. No, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I would say <laughs> not. I will tell you a fun story, though. KFC. Right. Like, uh, so one time, this is a true, and this is a real Kentucky-ass story for you here, too. So we're, we're going through, me and my dad and my grandfather went through a KFC drive through once. And uh, my grandfather, being uh, you know higher up there in age and years and stuff, he's like, yeah, fix us a bucket of chicken. And the guy's just like, okay, well, we've got crispy. We've got original recipe. We've got blah, blah, blah. He was like, I don't know. It's a chicken coop, ain't it? Fix it up. And then he said chicken coop. <laughs> and me and my dad are looking at each other, and we're looking at my grandfather, and I'm like, dude, they're going to totally spit in our food. Like, you're in there. like, And he's like, doesn't understand how, like, the, the thing works. And he's like, these damn idiots in there, they don't run a chicken coop or nothing. I'm like, dude, it's not a chicken coop. There's not, like, live <laughs> chicken in the back of fucking <laughs> Going up. <laughs> my, my grandfather I, I don't know his whole understanding of kfc but he calls it a chicken coop like they're just running wild back there so you know i don't know if, uh, anything about the other kfcs but i know here in K, you know kentucky we've got the wild chickens just run you know in the back of kfc and they just <laughs> so, yeah but true story <sighs> shit That's yeah funny. i know the original franchise kfc is actually in salt lake city like the oh, really? first, the first modern one, which I, I was meaning to go to it because I'm one of those weird people that's like, if there's an original of a fast food chain in a place, I have to visit it. Okay. Um, and uh, I missed it and I was there completely spaced on it. And I am still mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder, you know, sometimes if they still like maybe had like the original recipe or something like, I don't know, maybe it was like better before it. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? The, uh, the original McDonald's franchise is in california um and it's like it's pretty sketchy it's it's kind of like a beat up old building like you wouldn't really go inside that unless you knew it was a mcdonald's in there and uh they turn it into this weird museum that has like all of the toys from the last i don't know 20 or 30 years like hold it inside it uh it's kind of a weird experience it's kind of i recommend it but it's it's a strange time Just to see the old toys and stuff, but that's kind of kind of weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These big glass cabinets that you like walk down aisles of, um, and it's in this like random neighborhood. It's not like it, it's in a weird place. You have to go down the street, and there's like houses and stuff, and then there's the McDonald's <laughs> building. <laughs> I mean, hey, everything started somewhere, right? I mean, that's yeah. That's so, yeah. Uh, in your travels, um, we we've been talking to people about. Um, you know, like where they like to go and eat. And um, have you ever had Culver's? I have. Yeah. Well, so I live in uh, uh, Richmond, Kentucky now, but I lived in Nicholasville, Kentucky for years and they had Culver's there and it was awesome. Yeah. It's like fast food, but like a little bit more elevated, but not like, you know, steakhouse level or whatever, but yeah, right, it's, right. It's, yeah, it's pretty good, man. Yeah. Corey, Corey from uh, Grave Ripper informed us of Culver's uh, last week when we talked to him. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now we're, we, we both really want to try it. <laughs> okay. Right. 
Yeah, so yeah, the the Culver's Burger man, they've got a what they call a butter burger, if I'm not mistaken, and the bread is like these big ass buns with like they're buttered and the whole thing on like a big ass just ridiculously big burger. Highly recommend. Definitely should should go for sure. Nice. Yeah. And they have Scoopy. I uh, I did some research. They have a mascot that is an ice cream cone. <laughs> oh shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> And then, you know, being in Kentucky, there's, you know, it's famous for bourbon. There's, um, you know, there's bourbon all over the place. Um, is there like a, like a non, like a, like, you know, there's like popular brands, like, you know, Maker's Mark and mm -hmm. um, Bullet, stuff like that. Um, but like, mm -hmm. is there, is there something that's like way under the radar we got to try and find? No, I mean, I don't drink these days. I'm, I'm four years uh, on the wagon or whatever. I'm, I'm a good, good boy. Good for you, man. Cheers. Yeah. No, so cheers. Last I saw, like, I drink whatever, you know, was around. It was usually just your, your Captain Morgan and your whatever. As far as local, like if you, you know, like the big ones are the ones that are pretty much out in the world that everybody knows or whatever. But I wouldn't say there's any real, like, we're like well-kept secrets as far as bourbon or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So, that I'm aware of, unless things have changed over the last few years, which they may have. But <laughs> so it's not it's not like uh, Scotch. You got to go to some like obscure island off the coast of Scotland to find <laughs> this like rare bottle. <laughs> uh, well, there's the Pappy Van Winkle stuff and stuff like that that you guys. Yeah, that's remember. super popular. People like it's coveted. Like you know, like you um in Connecticut to buy it, you have to win a lottery. Well, shit, that's crazy. I know. Well, on in uh, one point in the old uh, retail store I worked at, they had like a separate liquor store outside, and they had a a UK like uh, like the basketball special like Maker's Mark with the blue wax on the top, and it was like all like a whole different kind of like thing, and it was like limit one, and they literally had some of us work security for this thing because people were trying to like cut line or break in and, and all this stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, me. man! They came and found me. They're like, "Oh yeah, you you get tattoos and this and that." I'm like, "Dudes, I'm not even a big guy. Like, what do you want me to work security for? Like, who's scared of me?" Man? <laughs> They're like, "Well, you're you're bald and you're tattooed and you know whatever." And I'm like, "So suddenly I'm recruited to work, you know, like security." But it's funny because people get really fucking crazy about that, like that collectible stuff. Yeah, man, I do. It gets really weird. <laughs> Collectible, right. collectible anything people get weird about like people wait in line for like a day to get like new sneakers and stuff it's crazy oh, right yeah. dude the fucking sneakers and they don't even fucking wear them i know I, i've never understood that stuff the sneaker thing has never made sense to me no yeah i got my jordans that were nine million dollars yeah dude, it's crazy to me i don't know <laughs> there's um, people that have like 16 boxes of ones that have never opened and they're just stacked in their cupboard and it's like wow that's like six thousand dollars worth of shoes right there Right. Gotta, so, what are you gonna do with those? Like, you're supposed to wear them. Shoes are meant to be worn, dude. Like, you can't. <laughs> like, it, it's weird that people put value on on odd things, you know? Yeah, and the, it's it's like the uh, the black metal rabbit hole with like some yeah. of those. You know, <laughs> yeah. Three hundred dollars, you know, thirty minutes after it's out, those flipper, the flipper culture, and all that stuff too. You know, it's like. Uh, yeah there's, there's a niche there's someone to exploit it i feel like and, and try to capitalize off other people you know and there's oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy. crazy there's a whole market of that with um like rare older band shirts i've seen some insane oh, yeah. stuff online it's like 
it was like a ball thrower long sleeve I saw that was like twelve hundred dollars or something like that. Jesus Christ! Well, I know when like um, the Riley died from uh, Power Trip, like they were putting their uh, records on Discogs for like six hundred, eight hundred dollars, like it's something stupid, you know? It's just like, dude, people are like, I don't know, man. After he yeah, passed away. Up. Was that after he died? About that guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley gave yeah. yeah. never went for that too. You know, he was right. Like, exactly. Like he probably would have like gave you the record if he wanted. Yeah. To that, you know? Yeah. Everything I've heard, all accounts, he was all like all around good dude. That's what I hear. That's pretty unanimous from everybody I've I've talked to, and it's usually the case. You know, if you hear that many people have nothing but good things to say, I'm like, well, you know, that's that's pretty pretty good indicator. Yeah, it's like Trevor right. from Black Dahlia. It's like I, no one talks trash about that dude. He was yeah. basically no. beloved. So he helped out like the local scene. Yeah, he was a big advocate for the underground scene, which I, that was what I appreciate. I mean, I, Black Dahlia is like, it's pretty good. It's not my thing so much. I like a couple of their early albums, but yeah. I appreciated how much he did for underground extreme metal. Like he went out of his way to use his platform to, to push like no name bands and stuff, which was super right. cool of him. That I was cool. Heard that too. I always- yeah. Yeah, he was like contributing. Like, uh, he's contributing like album reviews to blog sites of like bands people hadn't heard of and stuff. Like, uh, if more people in the scene of his like sort of level did that, it would really make a huge difference, in my opinion. Oh, it would definitely do that, you know. But like, um, you know, like people are only so busy, you know, and and they don't necessarily ha- always have that mindset, you know. Like, imagine if, like, Tom Araya or something, like, you know, put out a review of a band that he liked and no one had heard of. That would absolutely blow up. Oh, hell yeah. You know what? You're right. Because people would respect his opinion because they love his music. Exactly. He's got the platform yeah. and all that stuff. It'll be, it'll be cool to see more of that. Yeah. You know what? We got to we gotta, we gotta get these oldies, you know, retired, awesome musicians to start writing reviews. <laughs> Bad thing is they most of them are, are gonna be doing the cameos instead. If you pay them, they'll say you're cool. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. More cool and more appreciated that guys like Trevor and those guys who you just did that just because, you know, like that was just because they were cool guys. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the other, the other way you can do that, which he did as well, I've heard, is touring. Picking yeah. like uh, lesser known bands to come on tour with you. From, from what I heard, he always picked like obscure bands to open and stuff like that. Like bands people heard of that he personally liked. So, yeah, you know, more people yeah. could easily do something like that. For sure, man. I think that's so cool. And, yeah. and why not do that? You know, and just turn people on. Exactly. So yeah. if you guys are listening out there, start writing reviews and <laughs> and stop picking up tourmates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine. I mean, that it's definitely like it's that little gesture would like catapult so many fucking bands and, and people that are like actually trying to like make good music and not have like, I don't know, like not obviously you you do things and you're not going to like be selling like million records like Metallica and whatnot. Right. But if you can like, get someone that has like, you know, a following and then they, they boost somebody that's doing good. Like, why not? Like that, I think that should happen all the time. I feel yeah. like you, you kind of see more of that in hip hop than you do in metal. There's a lot of like hip hop. There's a lot of people bringing other people up because it's so yeah, easy to cameo on it. Yeah. Well, it was, I don't even know if it's that, but it's just, it's so easy to cameo on a track and then you get in the credits. It's like, 
you know, right. it's one of those, it's a lot of collaboration in that industry as well, I'd say. And yeah. you do see that, you see that in metal as well, but it's more in the form of like splits, I guess. Right. Um, Which compilations. I love. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I think that's really cool. And kind of a missed opportunity for, for, you know, I feel like metal and, and rock dudes like, or ladies or just whoever, like, why not, you know, like do guest vocals on someone's track or something like that. Like, I think that'd be fucking cool to see more of, um, you know, you yeah, metal album, like, oh shit, like Deb from Lady Beast is doing vocals on this like Savage Master track or blah, 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 just something like that. Like that kind of shit's fucking cool as hell to me. Like, I love that collaborative thing. And I think that's, uh, that's really cool when bands do that, you know? Yeah, me too. I'd love to see more of it because you do see it sometimes, but it's most the only time. The thing that sucks is you see it, but it's with one big name artist on another big name artist album. Like True. every right. every time, I'd love to see it with more. You know, like even if it's label mates, like newcomers to a label, like the heavyweights would jump on a you know an album from like some newcomer or something. I'd love to see oh, yeah. more, more just aiming downwards, I guess, um, of cameos. Yeah, man, or or like bringing it up. Because you, you see, like, you see Nurgle or something do a cameo, but it's on, like, XDO's album. Like, oh, okay, well, everyone knows both these bands already type thing. But yeah. it's still cool. Still cool to see. Which I thought was cool. Circling back to Trevor from Black Dahlia, he did vocals on a VHS track. Did you guys ever hear that? Yes. Yeah, we actually premiered the video for that one on our site. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, stuff like that. You know, that's that was really cool, I feel like. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it, it's paramount. Uh, it's like it's just sharing everything that you love about what you do with people that are like-minded. There's no wrong. I agree. Yeah. So, and that's on that topic. If you could have anyone collaborate on your next album, do vocals or maybe a solo or something, who would you have? Um, I have thought about, and, and would still like to, I'm throwing this out there officially. <laughs> I, I'd like to have uh, Adam from Savage Master slash the hookers do vocals i know you guys have heard savage master but i'm not sure how much yeah. hookers you've heard not enough <laughs> I, okay yeah, not. okay so hookers was adam adam neal of savage masters old band and they're kentucky based they're they're out of louisville kentucky and so right. so i'm longtime friends with adam and uh that band absolutely fucking rips and they're like legends around here in the kentucky area and i'm sure outside of kentucky too but like, man, just a, it would just be a huge like deal for me, like, and something I've even thought about and, and definitely would like to maybe talk to him about, but yeah, having that dude do vocals um, on a record would be fucking sick because he's just a, a badass. So very, uh, he's got a very distinctive style as well. Yeah, he does. It's very like, fuck you, just hardcore rock and roll. He's the rock and roll outlaw, man. He just goes hard and <laughs> does yeah. like that punk rock, fucking rock and roll, just screamy, yelly stuff. But I think it'd be a really cool compliment to a track to do just like a collaborative track together. That's awesome. Anyone else? Uh, well, are we talking like just anyone, anyone? Or are we talking alive or dead? Uh, it's, uh, let's just do like, reasonable and then completely unreasonable like anyone ever so we did reasonable i guess with uh with adam uh okay. unreasonable vocalist. holy shit <laughs> it's a tough one i'm sorry i don't even know if it would make sense for our music or not but it would just be next level fucking epic to have like rob halford or like dio since we're doing alive or dead um, yeah 
Lemmy, of course. I mean, fuck for that sake. But I, I couldn't. I don't know even know if I could decide from those three. Like, shit, dude. Like, where do you where do you go with that? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all completely legendary in their own way. Yeah, right. You'd have to Complete- do three. It'd be a whole another split, like three different songs. Like, oh man, five songs with each. Uh, yeah okay let's go let's do it <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm trying to even think of like what what that song would even sound like we'd have to maybe have like uh you know halford hitting the high lung the high yells while i'm doing the gutter kind of stuff and just i don't know it'd be fucking weird and cool maybe uh, i'd like to you know do something cool and weird like that maybe oh <laughs> yeah yeah i think priest is one of those bands where it can translate into extreme metal so easily um, i think so and I've even had some ideas. Our new drummer, he can do that. Like that real King Diamond-y, high lung kind of mm-hmm. yell that I can't do from all the years of this grovel vocals. Um, but we've we've uh, we've been kicking that idea around about maybe having him do some guest back vocal kind of stuff aside cool. from the drums. Um, so I think, I don't know, we're playing around with some really cool stuff already and we'll see where it goes, but it could be cool. It'd be very like kind of like Death Hammer type stuff. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Death Hammer. Um, yes uh yeah good band the, the screechy yells the and then the, like the guttural kind of thrashy stuff and uh i think they work well together they um they released an album this year didn't they like early in february or something i'm pretty sure they it was called like electric war or something like that it i, uh, I think it was this year yeah it had like the cover with the lightning and the whole yeah thing. The, the 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 giant demon head coming out of the fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's become kind of hard to keep track of what comes out what year these days. I don't know why. It's just like, it used to be so easy, but now it's like, was that this year? Or was that last year? Because just yeah. so much music has come out since yeah, the pandemic. I, I know what you mean. It's just that whirlwind that everybody's pent up and they're all just like playing show. It's even hard to like get venues now because so many bands are just touring and playing shows, like just going because making up for all that lost time, you know? Yeah, 100%. And the, the cool thing is there's a lot of bands that haven't toured in a long time. They've just come back to touring, which has been sweet. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to ever see those guys, and I've finally seen them type thing. So it's, it's been yeah. it's been awesome. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm super spoiled because I live in San Diego, and basically everything that tours the U.S. comes through our city. So very <laughs> lucky in that aspect. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, before COVID, uh, Lexington, we were at that point where we had like a nice like bigger venue, and all the big and cool bands came here. And we were like, hell yeah, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're getting cool bands in Kentucky and all that stuff. And then after, you know, throughout the COVID, we lost a lot of those venues. And now we're down to just like our favorite dive bars again and stuff. So those bands that are a little above a dive bar level are kind of, you know, we have to drive again. We're back to driving three hours to go see cool shows and stuff, which is kind of a bummer. But still not terrible. But like they're not like in our backyard like they were before COVID. <laughs> Is there like a sense that it's going to come back again or is it going to take a while to rebuild? Um, I don't know. I would hope so. There, like I said, there's, uh, I do think I am seeing a couple places pop back up and one place that went out of business is back. So that's a sign hopefully of good things. Um, but yeah, right there before COVID we were, you know, things were kind of just fucking crazy. We'd have like, you know, cannibal corpse, like, 10 minutes up the road and stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck nice. yeah, that, that would never happen back in the day. And then like, you know, bands like Guar and Cannibal Corpse and, uh, you know, I Hate God and stuff like that, like 10 minutes up the road. And uh, hopefully we get back to that. And I think we are very slowly, but we're getting there. 
So I'm actually uh, seeing I had God on Wednesday. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, buddy. My first time, so that's that's a bucket list band for me. I just never been able to see them before now, so super stoked. Um, Hell yeah! Same for me. I I hadn't seen them. The one show I finally got to see them, and I got to hang out with them and meet them. And uh, actually, funny story, my drummer's other band, he's getting ready to play a show with them next month in uh, Knoxville. Oh, awesome! How, how were they live? What did they did it hold up? What's that? How were they live? Did it hold up to your expectations? Holy shit, man! They were fucking amazing live. Okay, were- good. Bludgy, <laughs> fucking nasty. Yeah. <laughs> when when uh, was that before the new album you saw them, or since the new album? This is before. This is pre-COVID. Okay. Yeah. Because right. like I'm a little because I I don't know how you felt about it, but I wasn't blown away by the new album. I, I feel nah. like it lost it lost some of the venom. Like uh, it was a little it was a little too clean. It was a, it was a little tamer. Um, if it had come from any other band, I would have been like, "This is pretty sweet." But you know, it's like it's them. It's, right. The standard's so high. But um, I'm just I was just nervous. Maybe they clean it up too much, like a little bit, and maybe it would be a cl- bit clean alive. But we'll see you on Wednesday. I can't speak to that. I just know before COVID, I saw them, and I, that was the only time I'd ever got to see them. And they were a bucket list band for me as well up until that point. And uh, man, they just they kicked ass. And they were, I was just like, I didn't know how the the crowd was going to respond with it being more sludgy type stuff and you know as far mm-hmm. as like moshing stuff but dude that is one of the most violent holy shit the the crowd just went nuts when they played and like right here in lexington kentucky and i was like fuck yeah it was so much energy and people were just just moshing stage diving just going ape shit and I, it was just like balls to the wall like the best nice. show, but yeah yeah is it gonna be interesting to see how this goes because they're touring with uh mismore do you know them mm-hmm. yeah it's a very different band, so it'll be interesting well, to see how that I combines. Be good at picking out those weird touring bands too, you know. They're they're pretty diverse, I feel like, with the bands they kind of pick to tour with. I, I kind of like that sometimes, though, because it gives you a super diverse show, and you're like, "Oh wow, I wouldn't have put these two together," but sometimes it just works. Yeah, I agree. It's it's always fun. And then sometimes it's like, "Why why was this put together? This is super weird." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I saw the oh, player tour the very uh, last tour they did and that's the only time I've, I've got to see them actually it just shit never had worked out you know like i wanted but uh when i saw him primus open for him and the only thing <laughs> I could, like, ministry and the only thing i could think is just like okay if you're like you know you like this stuff it's from the 90s this is 90s related that might translate to why you like primus maybe i don't know it was just <laughs> a weird, like primus was just a weird opener for slayer it was just that is a, a very weird opener for slayer yeah yeah it was a strange show <laughs> i was gonna ask my next question was gonna be what's the what's the weirdest pairing you've seen would that be it i think so yeah that was just a, a really weird one just like my name is mud right into like angel of death and shit and it was just like right i don't know man <laughs> i love Primus, so i mean it was cool it was just different you know and it it's, an yeah. it's not choice it's not choice yeah the, the the two weirdest i've seen that was like I saw, a 90s lineup yeah. it does look like a nice lineup I saw Obituary do uh, Cause of Death in full, uh, but the opening band was a comedy grindcore band. There was two dudes in mankinis uh, playing songs about dolphins. Fuck and I was yeah. like, <laughs> it, it, it was a very different vibe. And then they, they, they go off stage and then Wormrock came on. Actually, Wormrock was in between. So that was sweet. But it was like, it was a very weird pick out of every band they could have picked to have those guys yeah. open for Obituary. And the, the other one was, have you ever heard of a New Zealand band called She Had? 
No, I haven't. Um, you only need to check them out. They're, they're like, uh, they're kind <laughs> of like, <laughs> yeah, you're not missing much. Thanks um, for the recommendation. They're like a kind of radio friendly alternative rock band. Okay. Um, but like very, very tame. You know that band Live? Yeah. From yeah. 90s. Yeah. That's like New Zealand's version of that kind of. Um, and they opened for Black Sabbath. Oh, shit. I was like, that <laughs> is such a weird choice. <laughs> you know yeah. what? That's exactly what we were talking about, though. Maybe like some like ultra popular band is like bringing on another band, you know, like <laughs> maybe. I have a feeling that it was more that they were represented by the same touring company. And, uh, or it was a really bad promoter. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more of a promoter or a touring decision than a, this is a right. good fit. <laughs> like one of those. You, like, you know who sells a lot of tickets? These two bands. Let's get them together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see a ministry between Primus and Slayer, though. So that was a, that was a cool. It was a, like, I mean, they were all cool in their own way, but it was just a, I felt like a, a, a strange pairing, you know, for those guys. Uh-huh. But uh, it was it was cool. It was just like a very '90s fucking vibe, which was awesome. So <laughs> Ministry, uh, right. fantastic live. Did they have like the, the the awesome like graphics on the screen and stuff behind them the whole time? Yeah, Ministry was fucking amazing. That's the only time I've ever seen them too, actually. And it was it was really cool. I've, I've only seen them once, but it was an absolutely kill. That's still probably in the top ten bands I've seen live. They just did a great show. Awesome, awesome live band. Hell yeah, yeah, they're they're a killer. I uh I talked to someone like Brendan was that on the podcast um someone was telling us they met the new Al Jorgensen and uh that he was exactly as crazy outside of the shows as he was on stage like it wasn't just like a persona that's just him yeah oh. um it was it was it uh who was he speaking to false gods right yes I yeah, think so. um yeah, we had someone on who said that they like they've met they've met him multiple times, and that's just him. It's not like a you know how some dudes have like the stage persona, like I'm I'm kind of crazy and stuff. That it's just who he is, completely as a person. Oh, I, so. I've heard things, man, for sure. My tattoo artist, um, he, he actually went on tour with them back in the day and told me uh-huh. some stuff. Yeah, I don't know how much of it I should <laughs> divulge. <laughs> on the long, the long and the short of the the main one that sticks out to me, he said there was a time they were in Chicago. And a guy got shot in the head and I guess ministry was like, just they're going through Chicago and there's a guy on the street with his brain out of his head. They're walking by and Al Jorgensen, you know, the, the whole ministry crew, he just stops and he's hanging out with this dude. And they're like, the, they're like, what are you doing, man? He's like, this is my friend. I'm going to hang out with my friend for a while. And they're like, oh, okay. They're kind of like, so they, go, they, dude, they do all this other stuff. They're like, they've already fucked around all over Chicago. They come back and Al's still there and he's got a stick and he's just poking a brain. <laughs> and he's still there and he's just hanging out with us he's just fascinated by it and at this point they don't know why the cops haven't showed up yet or any of that stuff and i don't know how much of that like time lapse really went on with that but you know that that kind of sticks out that story i was just like holy shit dude like he's just like hanging out poking a brain with a stick like, <laughs> like just being the al you know so <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe he saw something that we didn't you know who else is wild um that you always hear stuff about is the uh front man from um what are they called we saw that brendan that they, they, they opened uh maryland death no. fest um, um i'm sorry mortician mortician I said minutes, yeah yeah I, 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 I took my time mortician their, their front yep. man's got some crazy yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. behind him there's <laughs> a 
a video of him um, getting uh, like kicked out of a place or not let into a place uh, where we saw bird flesh. Yeah, at, he got kicked out apparently every venue at Maryland Death Fest. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've heard some of some of his story. I, I didn't know how much of that was what you know talk or what, but I mean, I wouldn't doubt that at all. That sounds about right. So, I mean, the, the crazy one about him that I heard was the carjacking from uh, like Germany. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Was that Germany? I think it was um, Germany. Um, it was somewhere in Europe. They were on tour in Europe, yeah. and he, he like pulled a knife on his taxi driver and mm-hmm. then stole his stole his car, <laughs> and. Uh, then try to leave the country with the stolen car. Did you miss the show? I think because I think that yeah, they were touring and uh, they ended up going like getting arrested. So I don't think they played the rest of the tour or something. But okay. pretty sure he like yeah, yeah, carjacked the dude and then tried to flee the country in the stolen vehicles. From what I've heard. Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A normal Tuesday, man. You know, I just want to grab right. his car. Yeah, <laughs> It's one of those things as well. It's like, you don't know if it's completely true, but that's what the story is, at least. Right, right. <laughs> adds to his legend, though, man. You know, that's... that's right. Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're in, like, if you're one of the dudes behind that story, you're not going to correct people because that just adds to your, <laughs> your legend. But you're like, nah, man, that didn't happen. And like, you're like, yeah, man, that totally happened. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're actually coming up to the hour mark, so we always try to have a couple of, like, uh, rap wrap up questions. Brendan, do you have anything left that you wanted to ask before we ran out of time? Um, I got three. What is your favorite song to play live? Um, my favorite song to play live, if I had to pick, was probably Spellcaster. It's just one that it's been like with us probably the longest and it's uh so it's super comfortable to play. And it's just also like, I, I, there's a lot of crowd response every time we play that one, because it's uh, been with us long enough to where people sing along with the chorus and they're like into it. And I kind of, yeah, like yeah. I like that interactive uh, song and, and stuff. So, and yeah, I, I gotta say spellcaster, man. That's a fun one. Hell yeah. And then um, what is your, your favorite city to play in? Like where do you want to go back to? um as far as returning i mean we've we've had a lot of fun shit dude i don't know it's a tie at this point somewhere between probably jersey or detroit because we've had equally fucking just off the rails fun ass shows in both now um detroit when we played there man they they showed us so much love there and there are so many people just like just losing their shit and like breaking beer bottles over each other's head and moshing and i was just like what the <laughs> fuck? yes <laughs> And that was fucking awesome. So, like, how can you not love that? And just the people there were so cool. And and they, I think they really get like you know the whole metal punk thing. It's like it's very it's a very strong scene for that there. So we love playing Detroit. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go back. Um, when we just someone played probably Jersey, the pants. Yeah, we had a great time. Like Jersey was fucking sick too because so many people were just so fucking high energy. And uh, we set a Bible on fire while we were playing, and we threw it out into the crowd. And then I started. <laughs> out of the bible too just to like fucking why not and then um but yeah while while that was happening it just became like interactive and the crowd just started all running up and everybody was taking turns like ripping pages out of the bible and catching them on fire and throwing fucking flaming bible you know pages at us while we're playing and everybody's like spitting and throwing beer and i'm like fuck dude it's just like that energy was just so good there and so of the two you know somewhere between jersey and detroit you just you know you can't like put a price on just that energy and that fucking fun. So hell yeah, man. <laughs> hell yeah. 
Uh, I got a couple more on top of that. um, Do you have a city you want to play in? Um, For the sake of, well, yeah, we want to play, if I could just say anywhere, just logistics aside and all that, uh, Tokyo would be fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Do another thing. Head it up with Abigail. Go play. We would love to. And I, I'm still in touch with like Yasuyuki and Jiro and all those guys. And um, also the guys in Baffa Metal and um, some of the dudes over there and stuff. So that is a very, that's a long-term goal, but maybe in time we would, we would love to do that. If finances would allow. Oh, yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Well, you just threw it out in the universe. So. Hey man. Hopefully hey, man we've got some, we've got some stuff already in the works for uh, West coast next year. And then Europe in 2024, actually. So nice. it's already in the works. So hopefully well, we can- make it out to Hartford and I'll fucking throw a beer bottle at you. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you come to San Diego, I will also be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember to bring the chicken wire. We'll put the chicken wire up and. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, do you have a city that uh, you're like, fuck this. I don't want to go back there. I'm not, I'm not going back to there. I'm not, I'm not. Oh man. Uh, nothing that's been that disastrous. We've had some pretty yeah. disastrous local shows that have been like an early on when we first started out, but it was mostly like, we played at this place. It's not even a place anymore. Um, but like it had like two electric outlets in the whole place. You know, oh. you're losing like guitar halfway through the song, like just disastrous kind of shit. So more of a like, fuck that bar. I'll never play that bar more than, and it's like right here in our own hometown more so than like. Right. Right. Specific. Like upgrade your electricity yeah. or like. No, we, we tend to find like cool fucking people and like-minded like weirdos like us everywhere we go, man. So there's no one place that I've like, fuck this place. I'll never come back. You know, like, nice. like that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. All I'm right. Good. Yeah. That's but it, Brendan. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we always just want to ask at the end, is there anything that you want to tell people to have a look for or be ready for, or what should people check out? Um, yeah, so we've got our four way split with, um, you know, Wraith and Grave Ripper and Unholy Night coming out on uh, September 2nd for tape and uh, digital and CD. And then the vinyl should be rolling out around October. And then we've already got our uh, split vinyl seven inch out with Bastard Cross that you can get off our band camp. We've got those out in the world right now. And then um, next year we're going to come out swinging with a new full length. So we're going to start writing on that like we've already kind of started so it's uh, in the very early stages but next year we'll uh we're going to be coming out with that new full length and doing shows tours all that good stuff so oh yeah make it to hartford would love to, <laughs> <laughs> would love to man thanks awesome well thank you so much for coming on the show uh it was great chatting to you we really appreciate you taking the time and uh we'll have to catch up again in the next year or so it sounds like you got a bunch of stuff in the works so if you have another full length or anything like that, just let us know if you want to come talk about it. Would love to, guys. Thank you again for having me on. Anytime. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, that is the end of the show. And uh, stay tuned next time. We're going to have some more guests coming up. Thanks. <laughs>